All right, guys, let's move on. And we, we're going to move on to one of my absolute favorite topics to talk about, which is me being right. I like to talk about me being right more than almost anything in the world, especially since it is my month of narcissism. I can talk about me being right to my heart's content, but I particularly like to talk about it with this issue because over a year ago, when I warned conservatives repeatedly that they're harping on abortion and their overturning of Roe v. Wade was going to massively undercut the anti-woke movement and was going to massively screw them, not only in terms of the midterms, but in terms of like every future election ever, I was talked down to. I was told I was a leftist. I was told I was a plant. I was told I was a spy. I was told I was only trying to create dissension and infighting. I was told that I was stupid and any number of other horrible things insulting my intelligence. I was smeared. I was doxxed. I had 19 levels of blowback for pointing out that the overturning of Roe v. Wade was a massive mistake that was not only going to cost them future elections, but was also going to undercut the work of so many anti-woke act- like activists. Because one of the things that people, I don't know if people understand this, when you're pushing back on the woke stuff, at least this is my perspective, I think that one of the most important things that we can do is to wake people on the left up to get those moderates, to get those people who are not far left progressives, to get the people like me who were just not paying attention, who were asleep. But once I saw what was going on, I was like, holy hell, this isn't good. Those are the people we need to get. And the reason those are the people we need to get is because those are the people that actually do things. Conservatives don't do anything. In fact, James Lindsay, not that one, this one, James Lindsay just called out conservatives yesterday. James Lindsay posted this graphic saying that conservatives are too lazy to study how it works, believe communism is an ideology in in economics, react to leftist uh, provocations and take their bait, are gullible enough to fall for leftist promises and apologies, willing to give up at the first sign of discomfort, and my personal favorite on this list, conservatives won't engage in activism as a matter of pride, saying, we have jobs! No one else has jobs! We are the only one with jobs! How can we possibly do anything? We have jobs! So I'm not the only one who sees this, okay? James Lindsay is directly calling out conservatives on their BS and their inaction. And there's a reason for that. It's because conservatives, as a general rule, are too effing lazy to get off their couches and do anything productive. So it is my contention and has always been my contention 
that one of our top priorities in the so-called anti-woke space is that we need to wake more people up. We need to red pill more people. We need to get people who are more moderate or even just a little bit lefty on our sides and show them what's really happening. Now, what happened with Roe v. Wade is it completely shut off our ability to do that. And the reason is, is that you lost every single woman who was ever even remotely, even a little bit of a Democrat or even pro-choice in any way. And by the way, there are Republican women who are pro-choice. There were a lot of people who left the Democratic Party in 2020 who are pro-choice. And that and that issue is so much more important to them. So what happened in 2021 was the GOP did something correctly. They focused in the state of Virginia on education, on the schools, hammering them on education in the schools. And because they focused on that in 2021, Glenn Youngkin, narrowly by the skin of his teeth, won the governor's race in Virginia because they focused entirely on the schools. After Roe got overturned, that all got thrown completely out the window. Completely gone. Impact gone. And so then you were left in a reality where the only two teams that most people perceived that they had to choose from were crazy pro-life people on the right who were only talking about abortion and crazy people on the left who, yes, may have been shouting their abortion and celebrating their abortion, but they were pro-choice. So if you're a pro-choice moderate woman and you're not hearing anything from the schools at all from the Republicans because they're so focused on the pro-life nonsense, then you're going to go with the pro-life people. This is just common sense, okay? I was saying this for over a year. And now, it looks like some people are finally catching up. It looks like some people are finally coming around. And last night, Unheard posted this article. Abortion is a big vote loser for Republicans. The GOP's pro-life focus risks derailing the fight back against progressives. I just want to welcome you all to the party. I've been here for a while. I've warmed up the room for you. I've poured some cocktails because God knows we're all going to need them. We've got some appetizers cooking. we got some pizza coming. Settle in. We're going to be here for a while. Let's read this article. Anglosphere's country's best chance of beating the civilization autoimmune disease I call cultural socialism, elsewhere known as wokeness, is a total reform of corrupt institutions. Oh, there'll be weed too. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, Captain. I got you. I got you. That goal is only within reach in the United States thanks to an electorate that has woken up to culture war issues and politicians willing to take on the progressive establishment, notably Florida's Ron DeSantis. 
yet the pro-life movement is now the biggest obstacle to making that happen. Huh. How so? Abortion bans are unpopular with nearly a third of Americans saying abortion should be illegal in most cases. Even 40% of Republicans are opposed. In Florida, DeSantis has said he will sign a bill into law that would restrict abortion to within six weeks of pregnancy, effectively outlawing the practice. Since two in three Florida voters oppose the measure, it represents a big withdrawal from the state governor's bank of political power. As the 2022 midterm showed, anti-abortion politics is a major vote loser for the GOP and current polls rank as their biggest weak spot. In effect, abortion fundamentalism is likely to damage Republican chances at state and federal levels fatally. I'm going to say that again. In effect, abortion fundamentalism is likely to damage Republican chances at state and federal levels fatally. I've talked about this before, but after after um, the uh, the the Roe v. Wade draft decision was released in the state of New Hampshire, which we had like uh, one of the swing races for the Senate last year, for six months prior to the election, there was not a single day that went by that I did not see an anti-abortion ad, and I don't watch that much media. I watch YouTube every now and again for like royal content and gossip and like some other like stuff here or there. I barely watch TV. And yet every single day for six months prior to the election, I was watching ads railing on abortion, like the the pro-life stuff funded by Democrats. Are you going to let these evil, vile people take away your rights? It was like it was like the most heinous hate, hate, like hateful stuff that you could possibly run on the networks. And I'll tell you, the GOP in New Hampshire had no response to it. In fact, I know for a fact that the GOP very purposefully bought no advertising to counter it. So Democrats used abortion to fund six straight months of anti-pro-life ads in the state, like pro-choice ads, telling women they have to be afraid of Republicans, telling them they're going to turn it into a handmaid's tale, all this stuff, every day for six months, whereas the GOP did nothing. That is how it is the fatal blow to the GOP, because the Democrats use this issue to fund, raise, endlessly, And they will convince every single woman that has ever been pro-choice. And for Republicans and conservatives who have never been a part of the Democratic Party before, I cannot adequately explain to you how important this issue is for women who have ever been associated with the Democratic Party. If you take this away from them, and you did, they will lose you. You will lose them forever. Forever. All of the votes that you got from Walkaway, 
in 2020. Every single Democrat who defected to vote for Donald Trump in 2020, they are never going to vote for Republicans again. I'm going to say that one more time. Every single lefty that you got to defect in 2020 because you said, we're the big tent. We welcome people with all ideas. We're not like those crazy lunatics that that had riots all summer. Come with us. We're better. You got a lot of people to leave the Democratic Party and and vote for Donald Trump in 2020. And almost every single one of them has now been lost because of the abortion issue. And not only are they lost in terms of elections, they aren't responding to the stuff going on in the schools anymore either because they don't want anything to do with you because you pissed them off so badly. This is how badly the GOP bungled this whole affair. And I know for people who listen to me regularly, none of this is news to you. But this is mostly for people who might be new to me, who don't understand the severity of what happened when Roe was overturned and why it is effect- it will damage Republican chances at state and federal levels, perhaps fatally. This makes it considerably less likely that DeSantis will be able to compete or to complete his anti-woke legislative agenda. The anti-abortion cause punches above its weight for the same reason tax cuts do. These are the priorities of the donors and lobbies which make up the Republican establishment. They also resonate with committed party activists, many of whom spring from evangelical parachurch organizations as evidenced, just four red states have outlawed affirmative action, while 13 have banned abortion, even though two-thirds of Americans support the former and a third the latter. Christy Noem of South Dakota and Eric Holcomb of Indiana are two Republican governors who have vetoed bills that would prevent transgender athletes from competing in women's sports, despite clear majorities of state voters supporting such bans. Nome wielded her staunch anti-abortion credentials in a bid to deflect criticism. In both cases, the business lobby won out in a way it never would have on issues dear to the pro-life movement. The question remains as to why conservative parties have been so slow to counter affirmative action, woke schools and colleges, and captured bureaucracies which when such policies are extremely popular? The answer is that small and unpopular establishment causes, like invading foreign countries, banning abortion, or cutting Social Security, are better organized and funded. Until culture war and border issues can level the playing field, they will continue to be thrown under the bus by the GOP. Abortion, like the economy and foreign policy, is also a sandbox that progressive sections of the media will permit conservatives to play in without being accused of racism, sexism, or homophobia. Plowing established furrows is easier than breaking new ground. The Republican establishment says it cares about ending affirmative action, halting critical race theory and gender in schools, 
and controlling the leaky southern border. In reality, it is willing to sacrifice these populist causes to mollify the unpopular fixations of the party's donor class. 100% correct. 100%. I just wish we had gotten there a little bit earlier. That's all. I just wish we had gotten there prior to the midterms. I wish I hadn't been dragged all over the internet for pointing this out to anyone who would listen. But, you know, we can't change the past. We can only move forward. And everyone who uh, denied I was right about that one owes me a $2 super chat. And I appreciate people paying up. 